0: Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? Woo, Man, I tell you what, worship was pretty all right this morning. They did pretty good this morning appreciate that. And uh, if you would make your way to your seats, we're so glad you're here this morning. I love that you guys are uh, so relational and, and take time to do that. It is so important that we do relationship. That is a priority to us here at Church of the Lake. So uh, thank you for doing that and making sure that you're greeting people, letting people feel welcome. If it's your first time here, welcome. We're very glad you're here. I'm Pastor Mike and I am honored to have you with us. I know you probably drove past about 20 other churches to come to ours this morning. So I just personally believe that that means the creator of the universe, has you here for a reason this morning, and so uh, man, we're glad that you're here. If you got, if you did not get an experience guide, we'll be happy to bring you one of those. So just let us know. We uh, pass, uh, raise your hand. They're bringing them now. If you need, it's got sermon notes in there. And then again, if you're a first-time guest, there's a little card in there called a connection card that you can fill out general information. Just let us know you're a first-time guest. We would love to know that. Uh, for those of you that are, it is your first time, we do our giving a little bit differently. We're not gonna pass buckets. You're not gonna see that happen. So that may throw you off a little bit. Just want you to know there are boxes in the back of the room. That's, that's where we put our tithes and offerings. Uh, some people text give, some people give online, recurring giving online. I mean, we don't, Every way that you can give a uh, but we want to give honor to God and not take away from our worship time and word time. So we do the box thing. So those are in the back of the room. By the way, thank you for your faithfulness and giving because I got to sign a whole bunch of missions checks this week, uh, which was really cool. For those of you who don't know, we give out our missions uh, quarterly, And so we get to the end of the quarter, we see how much money was brought in, 10% of that is given away, and we give to all different types of people. But we were blessed enough that one of the organizations we support is Jesus Way Jamaica, and Travis and his family were in town this week, so check
1: this out. Hello, I am Travis Stewart. This is my wife, Yvonne, and my son, Russell. We are missionaries to Kingston, Jamaica. Well, I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much, Church on the Lakes, for partnering with us. You know, um, it's such a blessing to be able to um, see every quarter, every every time you guys just partnering with us and believing in what it is that we're doing. I'm so thankful for the relationship, um, just because the relationship is what helps us to keep going. And... I just want to also say I am so looking forward to you guys coming to Jamaica. I know that the trip was planned and then had some sort of a situation um, that just everybody couldn't travel anymore. But we are looking so forward to having you guys come and join us when everything clears up. Some of the things that we're doing right now is um, that you've helped us do with your support and with your love is been to be able to feed um, people out of the Dream Center that we have down there. We were able to feed blocks and blocks and blocks of houses and and families, but more than that, we were able to pray for each and every one of those families, being able to minister the love of God, to be able to let them know that God hasn't forgotten them and that He hasn't walked away from them. Even in the middle of a pandemic, God is still very much working in their lives and sent us to be able to let them know that God loves them. And it was only because of your help, only because of your giving and just your faithfulness to Church on the Lakes and our partnership with you guys and your partnership with us. So know that we pray for you. Know that um, we think of you. And we just want to say thank you for being a blessing. Thank you for allowing God to use you to reach the nation of Jamaica. We look forward to our time in Jamaica together next time. God bless.
0: So I am, uh, I'm just taking Travis's words as, as prophetic because he called his church on the lakes. And so I'm just, exu- I'm just assuming somebody's gonna give us a piece of property in a building on a lake. All right, so we're just gonna take that as a prophetic word, completely paid for and debt free. So there you go. Uh, no, but thank you again for your, for your faithfulness and giving. That's just one of the missionaries. Another thing that we have in our missions is of course our Thrive Teen Center cannot wait i 've been waiting for, de- for the last couple of days to tell you this, but I had the honor and privilege we have a curriculum right that we walk kids through had the honor and privilege I had the honor and privilege on Thursday to have our first kid accept Christ <laughs> Ugh. and his, his family right now is living in one of our local motels it 's a really rough situation i 've driven him home a couple times. Uh, but what a great kid that I sat down and went through the first couple of lessons And then we got to the time for him to pray and there's a prayer There it comes um, There's there's a prayer that that is just a it's a salvation prayer, right? It's the words and I said, would you would you like to pray that prayer? you know, like we walked through and he really got it We went back and forth to make sure he understood what we were talking about and um and, and he said, yeah, I, I think I'd like to pray that prayer. I said, all right, well, I'm just going to bow my head, but you pray the prayer. I said, nothing special about the words, right? Just the sincerity of your heart, that you understand what we're talking about it and you mean it. And it's a commitment. And so he read the prayer and he prayed the prayer and he got done and he, I, I said, amen. And I looked up at him and he went, so that really just happened to me. And I'm like, yeah, it really just happened to you. I said, I need you to understand, like, I don't know if you feel different right now. Maybe you don't. He went, no, I... I think I feel a little different right now. And I said, well, the, the Holy Spirit of God just got deposited into your heart, dude. Like, that's huge. And he's like, I gotta write this down. And, and, and he wrote down his, and I said, today's your spiritual birthday. Happy birthday. And, and he wrote down the date as a spiritual birthday. So church, I just wanna say thank you for your faithfulness because we had our first piece of fruit come from the Teen Center this week. And thank you for Eden and all of her team that has put that together and made that happen. Thank you again for those of you who have been praying for the Leesburg Police Department. And if you haven't gotten in your note, your initial note, please get those in as soon as possible. I've been delivering a bunch of those, and we'd like to continue in that. Coming up next month, we'll have fifth Sunday family worship, which is when all the children's ministry comes. If you didn't get a chance today, you might want to go on and stand in this hallway, because today is costume day in the children's ministry. So we have everything from King David to David running from Saul to Jael, which... Um, We got a little Anastasia's, Jael, holding a spike that Jael drove through the king's head. Anyway, so... We're praying for Eden and Tim and their family, but, um, no, I'm kidding. But, but, uh, but the reality is, 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 is that's going, you might want to check that out and and all that. But fifth Sunday family worship is when our children's ministry comes and worships with us. It's also when we do child dedications and baptisms. So if you need to do that, would like to be a part of dedicating a child or being baptized, please get online and sign up for that, uh, and be a part of that on fifth Sunday family worship. And of course, man camp is coming up and I want to, I have not said this any of the weeks, But you know what we could use is maybe a few scholarships for man camp. So if you would pray about that, um, it's 50 bucks for a guy to go to camp. So if that's something God puts on your heart, uh, maybe we can allow, I don't know, maybe this young man that led to Christ, uh, maybe I could bring him that weekend if we work that out, you know, type of thing. So we'd like to do some of that kind of stuff and do some outreach stuff. So if that's uh, on your heart to do, that'd be amazing. We are in the um, in the middle of a study of the book of Galatians, okay? So if it's your first time here, um, we are kind of right in the middle of study. Let me catch you up really, really fast, and then I cannot wait to get into today's message. I, it has been on my heart just like literally every day, all week, and then This morning, I was listening to the worship songs as I was getting ready this morning. And that one part of that song that they just sang, I fall into grace, just hit me all morning this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Right? But it fell into me like like I fall into grace because I always make fun and I've always picked on and said, you don't fall into love. Love is not a ditch. Right? You know, thing. But this morning, man, I don't know why the Holy Spirit had that hit me so much, just to fall into grace, and so I started thinking about myself as a teenage boy or a teenage hormonal teenage boy. Come on, somebody, and and what does a will a, horm- a hormonal teenage boy do to get that girl's attention? And the answer is anything, right? And and everything, right? And so we talk about this concept of falling into love, but this morning the Holy Spirit was like, fall into grace. Like, do you have that kind of teenage? boy hormonal response when you're thinking about your heavenly father and the grace he extends to us. And so, man, I just, I, I hope today you'll fall into grace. You'll realize how much God loves you and how much he wants for you. But we've been in, in Galatians and it's a book written to the churches of Galatia. Paul right, was, was one of the, uh, uh original apostles and he had this dramatic Uh, turn around with God. And then he went out preaching and his job was to preach to the Gentiles, not to the Jewish people, but to the Gentiles. And so he starts churches and then he would go travel to start other churches, but then he would hear junk that was going on at the new churches and have to write letters back to them and go, stop it. Don't do that. Right. Or they, a lot of them are corrective letters. That's really what they are. Think about it. Think about it. You go to a place that really doesn't know, not only doesn't know the story of Jesus, but they don't have the background of the Old Testament. Like it's one thing to start a church with a bunch of Jews that have the foundation of the Old Testament. Are you tracking with me? But to go to a place where they don't have that foundation, you know they were screwing everything up. Right? You know, like I was thinking, how hard would it have been to find elders or leadership? you know, in that type of scenario. So he writes these letters back to the people because they keep having issues. And in this particular issue we've talked about is some of the Jewish people come to these Gentiles that are new Christians and say, yo, you, you, I'm, I'm glad you like Jesus. I'm glad you have fallen into his grace, but we need to add a little bit to the grace. And what we need to add to the grace is circumcision. You're gonna, you're gonna need to do a little bit of, of the Old Testament stuff. And that's not the gospel at all. Right? So Paul goes at it and says, that's not the gospel. That's a false gospel. That's not the real gospel. The gospel is good news. And right now today we understand there are two brands of Christianity. It's the same issue we looked at at week one and compared it back to the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right? One is relationship and the other is religion. Right? Re- relationship versus religion and how easy it is for you and I to swing back and forth between those. Like how quickly we get into, well, if I just do this and I do that, maybe God will bless me, right? And that's religion, that's not relationship, as opposed to being in relationship with Him and saying, what do you want me to do, God? And being assured that He will bless me, He will take care of me, because I'm in relationship with Him. Like I thought about, what would it be like if I just tried to, if I always was constantly like, "I I wonder if Jennifer's okay, like... If I just try to make her okay, and if she, I just want her to be happy, that's not relationship. That's slavery. Right? I mean, think about it. I mean, in that reality of the, the relationship, and the same thing with God. And so today we're going to jump into chapter 4, and um, we're going to talk about something. That is really, really crucial. We're going to get into this relationship concept today. I want to dig in a little bit to this relationship concept. And the way we're going to look at it here in chapter four is through a term called sonship. Okay, we're going to see that in the scripture in just a minute as we dive in. Sonship. And ladies, listen to me, don't get jacked up on this one. I name this sons and daughters because when they use this sonship, it's kind of like the word mankind. It says man, but it means everybody. Are you tracking with me? All right, and and so don't get jacked up on the sonship. Listen, ladies, we have to deal with being called the bride of Christ. You can deal with sonship today, okay? All right, so so let's jump in. And just so you see that I'm not just making that up, let me go to Galatians 3 and 26. It says, you are... All sons, okay? Everybody, everybody, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus, okay? So again, just want you to understand, now this idea of sonship, it's a spirit. It's a, it's a heart. It's, it's having the heart of something. It, be, it becomes a part of you, you own it. We're gonna understand that more and more as we go through this. So Galatians 4, we're gonna start with verse 4. But when the set time had fully come, Right? So God was not late. God is always on time. Come on. God has always got His timing just right. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't ever think His timing is very right. Come on. Like I'm going, today God would be much better. Because I'm uncomfortable today. Right? But listen, that's not the way it works. God is perfect in His timing. When the set time had fully come, God sent His Son. Sent Jesus to come here to earth. Born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive, and here it is, adoption to sonship. Adoption to sonship. Okay? Keep going. Because you are His sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Now that's huge. Significant. Why? Because if we translated Abba, Father into English it would probably sound like this. Daddy. That's a different term, isn't it? Daddy. Daddy. Like, let me get into relationship a little bit today. So you are no longer a slave. We sang that today. But God's child. And since you are His child, God has made you also a what? An heir. An oh. Wait, 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 wait. I've got some ownership. Do you hear ownership in air? Do you, do you, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm part of this. Missed many Christians, including me, including myself, for a long time operated as slaves instead of sons or daughters. Right? We operate, and that's the difference, listen, between relationship and religion. Are you hearing me? Right? When we operate as slaves, I have to, uh, you know, this kind of a thing. But when we operate as sons, I'm part... I'm in the family business. It's 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 I'm an, I'm an heir to that, and so I want to I want to compare this because I really see this sonship and slave same thing we've been talking about, right? Relationship or religion, okay? Gospel or fake gospel. So let, let's look at the the difference just for a minute. A slave has a master. A slave has a master. In other words, fearful, kind of bowing down and. You know, this kind of thing. There's actually a church in Mexico, true true story, that does this kind of reverence thing and they just have this reverence and awe for God. And there's a certain point on the way to the church that they feel it's appropriate to get down and crawl on their knees the rest of the way to church. And so literally they do that until the skin comes off their knees, and you can go there and there's actually a blood trail, like of what they do. And I, I need you to hear something. That's not the spirit of sonship. Like, I don't mean to be ugly towards them at all. And I'm not, but, but, but that's not the spirit of, that's a, that's a slave mentality. That's a, that's a fear mentality. That's a, when a slave has a master, listen to me, a son has a father, right? A son, a son has a, a father. That is completely, completely different. We see this played out in the personality of Jesus. I want you to realize something. Jesus was a kid magnet, do you, do you remember this in the scripture? That the disciples had to pull the kids off of him, right? That they were like, oh, "Leave him alone." He's like, "No, no, no! Don't let the kids come. Let them come." What kind of person catch this? Does it take to be a kid magnet? It's not what we normally see in Hollywood in Jesus, right? The malnourished, curveball hand. You know what I'm talking about? No, no, no! He had to be like, hey, "What's up?" and had candy in his robe. Like, like it, it, come on, to be a kid magnet, for kids to come running to you, it takes a certain personality. And that's who Jesus was. And that's what he shows us here. Lord. That's the heart of our father, is that he's loving right That look, look at Romans 8, 15. The spirit you received does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to what? Sonship. Sonship. We are sons and daughters. Keep going. And by him we cry... Abba, daddy, daddy. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. You can tell the relationship between people by what they call each other. Are you hearing me? Like my da- my daughters call me daddy, right? And I've even had some of my, like my oldest that is home right now, uh, just left. Christina has in her phone, daddy, what pops up on her phone. And she said some friends like, you still call your dad daddy? That's silly. That's, no, 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 no. That defines relationship. Are you you hearing what I'm saying? That's different. Some of you um, over the years have called me PM. Like that's a nickname. I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to nickname people that I just have an affinity to. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a definition of relationship. Matter of fact, some of you remember a day way back, several years ago when I was a youth pastor and a bunch of youth coined it and they called me p right? And so I'll see some of those kids now and they're like, p what up? You know, kind of thing. And it's just, listen, it's, it's, it's relationship. I can tell somebody who doesn't know me when I get this, ring, hello. Hi, is this Reverend Matheny? And I'm like, nope, you've got the wrong number. That ain't who this is. Right, I'm like, no, this is Pastor. Remember that the other day, I I meet a lady. She finds out I'm a pastor, and she's like, "So, um, what should I call you? Like, Reverend, Pastor? I'm like, No, 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 we don't do any of that. Your Your Imminent Holiness is just fine. (laughs) No, I didn't say that, but I wanted to say that, right? (laughs) No, I said, look, I'm Mike. I'm Mike. Just call me Mike. Because you know what, this is a new person, and I'd like to develop relationship with them, and I want them to feel relationship from the beginning by what they call me. Are are you hearing what I'm saying? What we, what we, how we talk about people. And so, let me ask you this: If so, if, if if what you call someone reflects the relation to that person, let me ask you a rhetorical question: What do you call God? Like when you pray is he master or is he daddy right there religion relationship are are you hearing and what he wants with you and from you is relationship what he wants is this feeling of of daddy what else well a slave a slave is an employee you can tell if you go somewhere and they don't have the heart of the business do you know what I'm talking about like you walk up to the hostess stand and she's like, okay, how many? And you're like, she doesn't have the heart of this place. And you know, right at the beginning, she is not the owner, right? The owner would be like, Hey, how are you guys? Oh my gosh, you look great. Where would you like to sit? And they're trying to get everybody sit in seats. Why? Because the more seats, the more money we making. because I own it. It's in my heart. Do you hear what I'm saying? And then you'll see other employees that have the heart of the house. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And it's different, do, do, you, do you understand? It's, it's, it's completely, completely different because a slave is an employee, listen to me, but a son is an heir. I, I, I'm in the family business. Listen, Mike Matheny does not work for Church of the Lakes. Like right now, Church of the Lakes happens to give me a check to do what I do. I'm grateful for it, we like eating. But my point being is this, listen to me, I'm called to Leesburg and I said this from the beginning when we started to do this crazy thing called Church of the Lakes And I thought this is never going to work. We're going to fail It's going to be horrible and I had all those crazy thoughts in my head I said to my wife. Well, if this thing goes belly up I'm going to call one of the other churches and ask if they've got a position And here's why listen to me because i'm called to Leesburg This is the place that god has called me to come and serve see because i'm an heir I'm not an employee I'm called to do his work in this place and I'll do it wherever he puts the opening and tells me I'm supposed to go. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But you got to own it. Like, like I, I want you to, to own it. Nine days, starting tomorrow, nine days until election day. Okay. It's going to be an interesting, interesting ride through the end of this year, right? So let me ask you this question. Are you a slave to America or are you a son of America? See, because a slave looks and goes, ah, why am I not getting this and I have to do this and my country wants this from me and all. But, it, but, but a son says, this is my country. I take responsibility. I have ownership. I do my part. Are you, are you hearing a difference? Right?
1: And, and the relationship
0: is the same with God. Every every month, we do something called Life Steps, and we start our new Life Steps next week. If you haven't done them, you need to come join us next week. But in the second week of Life Steps, I talk about what it means to be a member of Church of the Lakes. And I tell you how we do our government, and how we do our finances, and how we're structured, and how checks and balances are put in place to keep Pastor Mike in check, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. But when we get to the end of it, I read this thing called our membership covenant, and, and, and at that point, for me, it changes. Prior to that, it was all information. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When we get to that membership covenant, what I'm saying to you is, I want your heart. I, I, I want your heart. In other words, the moment that you say, you know what, I'm in here. It's not a mentality that membership has its privileges. It's that I have, this is my church. Listen, to if you are a member of Church of the Lakes, I just want to remind you of a couple of things. This is your table. And those are your speakers, right? Are you you hearing me? And that's your parking lot and that's your children's ministry. And when we do that, guess what? You'll come walking through the parking lot and go trash and pick it up. Why? Because this is my church. It's not somebody else's job, right? I'm I'm, I'm a son of the house. Are you hearing me? You'll walk in here and even though you're a little bit of an introvert, you'll look across the room and see a first-time visitor and go, that's my first-time visitor. Right? That's that's the heart. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? The difference between being just a employee or being an heir. Let me give you a, this, this Romans 8 and 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. One of the biggest areas that I think we struggle with in our walk with God is works. Right? Is is how much work am I supposed to do? How much work am I not going to do? And so I often ask the question, is Christianity a works religion? And the quick response usually is, well, no. But that's kind of a trick question. Because listen to me, Christianity is completely a works religion. There is something that God has designed you to do. There's a place and a purpose that he has on your life for you to fulfill. Salvation is not by works. Salvation is fall into grace right, is a free gift. But the reality is once I become part, once I get, listen, the spirit comes into me and I have the spirit of sonship. I'm not an employee. It's not have to. I'm, I'm in the family business. Right? This is this, I I, I own it. It's, it's who I am. Philippians 2 and 12. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Do you hear that? Work hard to show the results of your salvation. In other words, if it's true salvation, it's relationship. And when relationship happens, the Holy Spirit of God is put inside of you and the adoption of sonship or daughtership happens at that moment. And you'll know there's a transition. There's a real transition that happens and it goes from this thing of, well, I'm gonna do religion to this thing of, I am so grateful to who my father is, to who my daddy is, that I wanna do what pleases him and I wanna do what he has called for me to do. God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire, the power to do what pleases him. Listen to me, there's a place for obedience, but most people struggle with it for lack of relationship, not lack of willpower. I'm going to say that one more time so it sinks in real good. Are you hearing me? Obedience. It's an important thing. But most of us struggle with it. For lack of relationship more than lack of willpower. Because when I love someone, I want to please them. When I have relationship with someone, I will do that. Last one is this. The slave is driven by duty. Go ahead, you can laugh. I said duty. There you go. Thank you, Carrington. The slave is driven by duty. Right? You have to do it. I have to read my Bible. I got to pray. It's Sunday, and I got a boat. I got to go to church. Come on, that's that's right? Oh, Pastor Mike just came out with a service day. Man, that's my Saturday. Come on, listen. Is, are we acting in religion or relationship, right? It's when God's people are doing something and when God is doing something, am I passionate about it or is it duty? But see, the slave is driven by duty. The son is driven by devotion. Luke 10 and 38. Let me show you a story that you probably know, but it'll help emphasize it. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. What is that? Relationship. Relationship, yes. Sitting and listening to him. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Can I say this to you? Both of them loved Jesus, no doubt. Are you hearing me? Both of them loved him. Both of them wanted to do something for him. One of them just has a different spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's all about task, right? It's it's all about what I have to do. It's all about the... Everything's got to look good. Everything's got to look pretty. Everything's got to look perfect as opposed to relationship. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord... Don't you care that my sister, <laughs> isn't that awesome? Well, you know, when people are religious, they're grumblers. Come on. I got to go to church. Try to read my Bible. You know why, you know why religious people are grumblers? Because they're frustrated when somebody else does a little bit more than they do. And they've got to try to catch up. Because it's a comparison game. Right? It's this back and forth little ping-pong battle of who read more chapters today? And so here she goes. Here, Here she goes. Lord, don't you care that my sisters left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Love that. Martha, Martha, Martha. That sounded familiar for some reason. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things, listen to me, few things are needed or indeed only one is needed. Mary has chosen, it's a choice, what is better. In other words, he's saying to her, what you did was good. I appreciate that you wanted the house to look nice and I'm, man, I'm so glad you wanted all the preparations, but I just want you to hear the spirit of daughtership, sonship. She's just chosen something that's a little bit better than religion. She's chosen relationship, right? So how do we live in relationship with God? Like, if, How do we get to this place where we take on this adoption of sonship and daughtership and what that looks like? Galatians 4 and 8. Let's get back into Galatians. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God's. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, right? I want to stop there for a second and say, well, now you've got a relationship. But guess what happens when you get a new relationship? It just goes to like best friends, right? Automatically, right? No, you got to develop it. Don't you have to develop a relationship? Like when I went to marry my wife, I I went and had the guy that I talked to. And he told me, it's going to be 10 years before you really know her. And as a cocky kid, I'm like, okay, old man, you're so dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. We were playing basketball.
1: And in my head, I'm
0: thinking, this old man, just humor him. Yes, sir. You know, kind of thing. And I can remember when we hit our 10th anniversary and I thought of Jim Eisham and I went, OMG. Right? Like, holy cow. Like, he was so right. That it takes time to develop the relationship. And we've got to develop this relationship that we have with God. Right? How is it that you, it goes on. How is it that you are turning back to those weak, miserable principles? What are the weak, miserable principles? Religion. Are, are, you, are you hearing me? The weak, miserable principles is trying to do all the right, perfect things to make sure God's happy with me. Right? This this duty, this I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And, and it's 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 not because I want to. It's just because like, I don't know. We're supposed to. I don't know. We're supposed to go to church. And and, and, and there's a there's a lack of something there and it's it's a lack of relationship It's a lack of spending time and understanding who god is Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over over again? in other words You guys continue to run away from the gospel Is what he's saying to them and I think it's true of us I do this I run right away from where it says fall into grace. Maybe that's why it hit me so much this morning that I run right back to, oh, if I do this and this and this, then God will... Anybody else like me, and you kind of grew up trying to perform to receive love? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you, if I do this, they'll like me, right? If I'm the captain of this team, I mean, like, I played every sport. I, I'm not sitting on the bench. I'm going to start, and I'm going to be the captain, right? Like, that was my mentality. And when somebody said, you can't do this, my mentality is, <laughs> watch. You understand what I'm saying? But a lot of that that was driven inside of me was performance-based. Do we not turn around and do the same thing sometimes to our heavenly daddy? And instead of looking at him as daddy, we look at him as angry that we've got to please him. We've got to perform for him like we're like we're dancing monkeys or something. And that's not at all who our heavenly father is or who he wants to to be in your life. The world has given you bad information. And you have corrupted files. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Right in here we have, we have corrupted files. In the way that we look. Relationship. Not religion. So how do we do that? Obviously the, the next question. Okay. I mean I'm getting it. I understand all this. But how in the world do I even begin to go around to switching it. And, and cleaning out the corrupted files. And getting myself on track in this way. So let's talk through this. Number one. I want to give you three points that are just practical things that you can do to start to move away from religion and move towards relationship. Number one, you have to see God as a healthy father. Hmm. To see God as a healthy father. Let me read this verse, and we're going to get into this just a little bit. Matthew 7 and 9. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil... I love that part of it, right? If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your father in heaven gives good gifts to those who ask him. So many of us are challenged with this particular verse and this particular concept. Why? Well, because of the relationship with our earthly fathers, right? We have this tendency to make this comparison and, and this frustration. Last year, we had we had not been here in the theater too long, and we had kind of a secret shopper, if you will. We paid this guy to come in, and literally, nobody else knew he was here, came in, and he critiqued everything, like what's good for visitors, what's not good for visitors. He was a previous worship leader, so it was ta- we were talking about worship band, all this kind of stuff. So I spent the afternoon with him. And right before we went to leave, he and I were sitting out here in the parking lot. He said, let me ask you one question. We, we really got to be buddies. We just kind of, you know, some people you just bond with. And so he looked at me and he said, Mike, let me ask you a question. What are your weaknesses? And without hesitation, I looked at him and said, my biggest weakness is that I didn't have a father. And he looked at me and he said, I have asked hundreds of leaders that question and I've never had anybody say that. And I said, you know, I've just come to a place And this is not a poor mouth, right? This is not a victim mentality. Hear me out on this. I've just come to the place where I realized because I didn't have a godly father in the house, it delayed me. Do you you understand what I'm saying? When I look at my life, my life when I track back over the last several years was delayed about 10 years in my opinion in comparison to if I had had a godly father at home, right? to, To teach me some things right? And and to, to, to deal with insecurity and to deal with all this, are you tracking with me? Now, listen, many of us are that way. And we can either ignore it and say, oh, I'm going to be fine and I'm going to move forward. We can actually say, um, you know, victim mentality. Oh, well, I've, you know, my dad was a drinker and I'm a drinker. My dad was this and blah, 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 blah. And Some of you know the story of my dad, he came to know Christ late in life, but the rest of his life was a mess. It was was a horrible example. But something inside of me, and I think it was the Holy Spirit said, I'm gonna start a new legacy. And the only way that I know how to do that is to find some men, some real men, some real godly men. And I was blessed enough to have the Promise Keeper Movement. Some of you guys remember the Promise Keeper Movement. That was a big part, and I had some men come around me. Listen to me. This is why we do man camp. This this is why we are working hard. Our ladies are working on women's ministry right now. Listen to me. We need to deal with our stuff. We just need to get real honest and go, you know what? Because I had these issues and I didn't have the teaching, it delayed me a bit. So what do I need to do now to grow up in those areas? What do I need to do now to to be emotionally intelligent? Right? To, to be able to understand my emotions and hold my tongue and all those kind of things. And all that stuff comes in that. But I, I, I want to encourage you, it can be overcome. I am, I am convinced that the enemy was not just trying to jack up your relationship with your father. But that he knew that those of us who have a hard time relating to our earthly fathers are also because of that going to have a hard time relating to our heavenly father. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That's something for us to address. That's something for us to be very honest about. Not victim, but an understanding that maybe I've got corrupted files. Maybe I've got things a little bit off. Many people struggle with praying to God because when they use the term father or daddy, it's problematic. Are you hearing me? Or maybe even painful. And we've got to address that. But let me say this to you that is so important because we've got to see God... As a healthy father. We've got to see God as a healthy father. Don't define God by what a human lacks. Are you, are you tracking with me? Don't limit God because of the limit of, limits of a man. The creator is not a reflection of the created. He is the great I am perfect in all things that He does. He is a good, good Father. He is unconditional in His love towards us. And until we start to fix the files, we'll keep trying to perform. We'll keep doing the religion thing instead of being drawn into relationship, to which you go, man, that sounds really good, but i still, still not totally sure how to do that. Let's get to number two. You got to approach God Through relationship, not rules. You have to approach God through relationship, not rules. We got some rules in our house. Anybody got some rules in your house? Come on now. Right? We're a flip-flop family. You know what I'm talking about? You're going to get beat with a flip-flop if we have to. You understand what I'm saying to you? Every syllable. You know what I'm talking about. Right? But listen, like we've got rules that have to do with going to hanging out with people. Don't come ask me something last minute. When I got to drive you there, come on, somebody. Don't come ask me in front of them. Are you lost your mind? Right? We got money rules. Like we got ways that we will and won't spend money. And, 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 and I've got a, an office at, at my house. And I'll be sitting in the office. And nobody comes into my office, listen to me, unless they need something. So as soon as that door knock, knock, knock. Hey, dad. And I'm working on something or working on a sermon or whatever. And so I'll turn my chair around and go, yep, what you need? What do you need? Well, the other day, I turned around and said, all right, what, what you need? And it was Jasmine. And she goes, nothing. And I went, what do you need? And she went, nothing, nothing. I'm like, Jasmine, honey, I'm... I, I'm working on something right now. I'm trying to keep my brain straight here. Like, come on, baby, what, what What? do you need? Nothing, Dad. I was just bored and thought maybe we could hang out. What do you want? You can have whatever you want right now. Come on. Why? Listen to me. It was the approach. Are you hearing me? It was the approach. The approach was not about rules or an issue. The approach was about relationship. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Right? Man, your approach to God is what is important. When my kids approach me on rules basis, come on, the conversation is cold and harsh. Correct? But when one of my kids goes, hey dad, can we go to breakfast? I'm like, yeah wherever you want, baby. Where do you want to go? I'll buy you something on the way there. We'll go shopping afterwards. Right? Come on, because that's relationship. And that's that's the way our Heavenly Father so desires. Listen to me. For us to stop coming at Him with rules, rules and prayer requests. Are you hearing In other words, in our life, all He is at that point is judge and Santa Claus. As opposed to daddy. Like when's, when's the last time that you just spent time? Saying, I just want to figure out what it means to spend time with you, Daddy. Because our Heavenly Father would be as we be as me. If you would approach him that way. You'd be so excited. I'm so excited you want to spend time with me. That's all I want. I just want you to spend time with me. Jesus said this in John 5 and 39. You diligently study the scriptures because you think by them you will possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Like that's that's the goal is about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Are you hearing the heart there? It's a different hearts, a different spirit. It's Spirit of sonship. See, the goal is not knowledge. It's relationship. The goal is not to go to church. It's to glorify him. Are you hearing me? The goal is not to read the Bible. It's to find him. The goal is not to pray. It's to meet him. And the goal is not to serve. It's to serve with him. I've got, got sonship in my heart. got daughtership in my heart. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like a, a passion. We have to see him right, healthy, amazing father. We have to approach him with relationship. So we need to see God as a heavenly father. We need to approach God through relationship, not rules. And then last one, and we're going to close. We have got to give God my whole heart. got to give God my whole heart. So many people try God. You hear what I'm saying? You ever heard anybody? Well, I tried that God thing and I don't know, it just didn't work for me. And I would agree that you tried that God thing, but I would call that religion. And it will fail every time. And guess what? Those people don't come to church anymore. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Because it, 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 there's an end to it. It, it, it just goes away. It doesn't work. Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with what? With what? I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Come on, man, that's good, y'all. That's a promise from your daddy. Not an earthly daddy that may or may not been so great in some areas. Did the best he could. Struggled because of what was not given to him. Come on now, let's give a little bit of honor. Right like we're not here to doggone dads either because they did the best they could with what they were giving But you know what with me as far as me I'm gonna start a different legacy In my household I want to do it a little bit different. I want to get outside of this religion thing, right? In other words, let me say it to you this way in this verse If you don't seek him a hundred percent you don't seek him at all That's what that verse says you can't 90% do this thing. You can ninety percent do religion, you can't ninety percent do relationship. It's it's all or nothing. Isn't it crazy? Your family, anybody got family that can just push your buttons? Anybody? Th- Thanksgiving's coming. And then Christmas right after, listen, it's amazing how certain people in your family just drive you absolutely crazy, but ain't nobody else can talk about them, right? You know what that is? You know what that is? That's brothership. That's spouseship. That's cousinship. That's daughtership, brother. You, you, you tracking with me? We had this conversation. I was talking about the sermon with the girls and Jasmine and Yann are talking about, man, they'll have come to blows sometimes, right? But ain't nobody else going to talk about one of them. You know why? Cause they have the heart. Like there's a heart. There's something that, no, no, I, you are me and I'm you. We, we are, we are in relationship. Are you hearing me? This is what your heavenly father, your daddy. It's crying to have with you. That's what all this craziness is about. This whole world history with wars and all this madness and everything else. It's just all about a heavenly daddy who's like, I just want to have a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want you you to know me as as a daddy. I I want you to be my daughter. I want you to be my son. I want you to spend time with me. Relationship changes everything. Relationship changes everything. Everything. God wants you to see him as daddy. He wants you to approach him relationally. And he wants you to respond to him wholeheartedly. So here's what I'm going to do today. We're, we're going to sing one of the songs we sang earlier as the invitation because Marcus and I were talking about these words. And, and these words are a run to the Father. Can I challenge you today? Maybe you have called yourself a Christian for years and years and years. But you still today can see the reality of religion creeping up into this thing. Or into your heart. Are you, are you hearing one? Today you might say, Holy Spirit, would you fill me again with the new concept of sonship? Of, of relationship. Would you break this thing inside of me? is trying to perform or dance around to make you happy and understand that today I need to fall into grace. Does that make sense to somebody? Let's stand for just a second. and Let's use these words as our invitation today to respond to what God is saying to us.
2: all I can do.
0: saying i don't have a context that was that was dealing with so many of us that have a hard time comparing earthly to heavenly are you hearing me and although you may not have a context of a perfect man or godly man i need you to hear this morning you have a heavenly father who's perfect in his love for you who is not disappointed in you every once in a while he gets disappointed for us right because we do some dumb things but he has so much love and passion for you and he wants you to come to him wholeheartedly today so let me pray for you today and then let's just uh, invite the holy spirit to do a work in these next few moments we run to you today father daddy thank you for your grace and your love for us and even though i'm a mess got corrupted files and do stupid things you have such a love for me and you've been patient while i practiced religion but today i realize i need to practice relationship i need to know you deeper i need to know you more so would you meet each of us in this particular place today for those of you here that have never started a relationship with jesus I suggest you pray something like this. Let me give you some words. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I I don't, I don't want to practice a religion. I want a relationship with the creator of the universe who knows the meaning and purpose and destiny of my life. So today, I wholeheartedly give you my life. Thank you for dying for my sins and forgiving me with your death on the cross. As best as I understand, I'm going to serve you for the rest of my life. Pray it in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, "Amen, amen." The band's going to continue to worship. You are welcome to go, stay in worship, and/or um, we'll see you guys. You check out the kids' ministry before you go. Have a great week.